everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Ventime with Connie. Ventime with Connie is a podcast that talks about different topics such as love, God, self-worth, career, relationship, and so on. This podcast allows me to share my thoughts and opinion about everyday life events, and I hope my listeners are inspired and can relate with these topics that I talk about. Alright, please don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Ventime with Connie, and you can also like and follow on Spotify, subscribe and rate me on Apple Podcasts, and you can send me your feedback to VentimeWithConnie at Yahoo.com. Thank you for tuning in. All right, let's get to the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ventime with Connie podcast. I'm your host, Connie. Happy Women's Day. I know. I'm aware that Women's Day was this Sunday, March 8th, this past Sunday, March 8th. But I want to use this opportunity to wish my listeners and all women around the globe Happy Women's Day. We are all superwomen and keep doing what you are doing, okay? Actually, in this podcast, I will be celebrating Women's Day all month long. I know I'm late. I know, calm down. I know I'm late. But each episode in this month, I will be shouting out to the shouting out to two strong women in my life. I will start by shouting out my mother, Philomena Alakwe. She gave birth to eight wonderful kids. Whew. Can you believe that? God bless her heart. Mommy, Dalo, which means mommy, thank you. Mommy, I'm grateful for you. I love you. And another shout out goes to my mother-in-law, Angela Okafo. I have never met someone with a kind heart like my mom-in-law. I count myself as blessed to have her in my life. Mom, thank you for your support and love. I love you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, today's episode, as you can see by the title, introduced a new series called Think Like a Man. I will be bringing in male guests only, discussing discussing trending topics or topics in general that has to do with what men think in hope to truly understand why and how men think. Sometimes in this series, we might agree or agree to disagree. In this episode, I had a pleasure in talking to the founder of Express Evil, which is a group organization that strives to preserve and promote Igbo language. This young man is very educated and innovative, and I am thrilled for you to listen to the interview that I had with him. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about Dr. Chukuma Okeke. Okay, before we head over to the interview, I want to clarify something I said during the interview. I said there are three main languages in Nigeria. No, that's not correct. There are three main tribes in Nigeria, Igbo, Aosa, and Yoruba. There are many languages in Nigeria, but English is the official language. Okay, now that I clarified this, now there you go, the interview I had with Dr. Chukuma Okeke. Put some respect in his name. Let's go. Hello, Dr. Chukuma Okeke. How are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Well, thank you so much for joining uh, joining me on this podcast. Uh, I'm so honored, and I hope this podcast, well, you're going to have fun, because I have fun each time I start recording it. So um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, I am from D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Emo State. Uh, I went to boarding school in Nigeria, um, where I did secondary school. Um, 
along with some time I spent uh, at Michigan State University, and also I got my doctorate at Howard. And then I worked with the Washington Redskins and Miami Dolphins as well as an athletic trainer. Oh, that's awesome. You're definitely smart. So the doctor that is in your name, is that medical doctor or just PhD? Um, physical therapy. Awesome. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. I actually just spoke to a physical therapist too. My last guest, she was a physical therapist. So that's yeah, good to know. Yeah. yeah. So um, I know that you are one of the admins on the Express Evil Language group on Facebook. Can you tell us about what's, you know, what inspired that group? Yeah, um, so I started after I got out of physical therapy school. It's something that I thought was necessary at the time. So initially when I got out, you know, I always wanted to speak the Igbo language, but I was also had difficulty with it because my parents didn't really um, teach me when I was younger. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to get, get people to start speaking the Igbo language as far as... Um, having some type of organization that does it. I actually contacted Rosetta Stone initially um, back in 2014, but it didn't seem like they were interested in um, pursuing the Igbo language. So at that time, I decided to just take it upon myself to start doing the classes. So initially, the classes were like twice a week. Um, we had a teacher, we had uh, a location, and I wanted it to be like a college setting class, like, you know, Ebos are smart. So you think about it, if we are able to learn astrophysics and all this other stuff, why can't we learn our own native tongue? Um, That's true. Yeah. So I tried to do it. Um, I shouldn't say I tried to do it. We were successful. Um, we expanded to different cities too, Houston and San Francisco. Um, and then last year, we also got into Howard University as well. Um, oh, or okay. the course. So we've been expanding and hopefully we'll continue to expand. That's good to know. Well, for, for my listeners, I don't know what evil language is. It's a, it's a language, one of the language um, in Nigeria. Nigeria have three main language, Aosa, Igbo, and Yoruba. So Igbo is one of the main language out there. And they have other languages too, but we are oh, from Igbo tribe, so we speak Igbo language. That's what he's yeah. talking about. Yeah. Well, also in that uh, group, Express um, Evil Language, um, back in 2018, you started a fundraising that helps build an app, an, an app or something. Tell us a little bit about that. The refresh, w which app are you referring to? Because we've, we've took on a few projects. Oh, wow. The one that I heard is just about the fundraising in 2018 that helps um, promoting the evil language, like preserving and promoting evil language. Are you guys were trying? trying to build a mobile app and also yeah. come up with some textbooks or something. Yeah. Yeah. So the textbook was successful. The mobile app was not. Um, we didn't get enough funds for that. Um, we um, we had our whole team and we had everything in place. It's just that we just didn't get the funds. Um, one thing people do have to understand, like especially with like an organization like this, a lot of the time there's people that are volunteering their time and then there's sometimes where we have to um, – get professionals in what they're doing even like our teachers we have to pay them you know so um yeah we weren't able to to get the funds to complete the app but we did start our website um where there was um a lot of resources that you can use um yes. and, and also the book like our book is i can't remember the exact page but it's over 200 something pages um where 
it's for based on people that can speak English and want yeah. to learn the Igbo language. So um, we're pretty happy with that. It was a lot of hours, a lot of days, a lot of sleepless nights trying to get that done. So, yeah, we're pretty happy with it. Wow, that's awesome. I know you, this sounds really, you know, serious and I'm sure you're not the only one doing this. You probably have a group of team working with you to do this. Yeah, so I am I was initially the president. I was the president for about four, four or five years. Um, and then my vice president took over. I'm, I'm on the advisory board. We had a good team, you know, and it's it's been really fun getting to know people and just, you know, doing a lot of collaborations with a lot of other organizations. There's Igbo Girls Brunch that we feel like we've gotten cool with, Wanadi Namba, Umo Igbo Unite. Um, yes. So it's been great just getting to know other Igbo organizations. Another thing I do want to add is that our, I feel like for our class, we were the first ones to start doing it the way we were doing it in terms of teaching the class, having people like a professional settings. Um, But ever since then, there's been, there has been a lot of other classes to pop up and then trying to, I don't want to use the word mimic, but kind of using the same um, formula that we used. Um, So, I mean, it's, it's great. It's good for, well, the main thing was we want people to learn the language. I want a situation where one day we're not needed anymore because we all know the Igbo language, you know? Um, So hopefully uh, we've inspired people to start doing this, inspired people to start learning the language, and hopefully I want my kids to be able to speak fluently too. My future kids. (laughs) I know, that's so true, because I know um, coming to America, finding out that most people, like African parents, their kids in my age group or your age group don't know how to speak Igbo. So sometimes... uh, I don't want to put all the blame on the parents because sometimes they do try. You know, in America, you have what some people do two jobs or three jobs trying to make ends meet. So sometimes they can, you know, let that one slide by for some reason. I don't necessarily want to put all the blame on them. Some of them would try, but at the end of the day, the kids have to make a choice. And not being surrounded by so many Igbo-speaking people sometimes can also influence that because you guys were raised in America. The language I spoken in America is usually English, so that's what mostly what the kids would know how to speak. So they try their best, but sometimes some parents don't try at all. I wouldn't even say, because I don't think that's a, a real excuse. Because if you look okay. at the, especially the Spanish people, right? You look at that's them. True. It doesn't matter how many jobs they're working; like they make it a point of emphasis to teach. Uh, for some reason, when our parents came here, um, there was a mass. Um, exodus out of Nigeria, say the 70s and 80s, where a lot of people came here to start a better life, and they felt like we needed to conform. A lot of them, I would say the Igbos don't do it as much as Yerbas, but like they want to make sure they have that English name. They want to make sure that their their kids didn't speak. You know, even yes. even one of my aunties, like I was trying to speak a little Igbo to my nephew, she was like, "Oh, don't say that to him. He's gonna get confused." I'm like. This is the time that you start speaking it. Like, they're going to understand what's English, what's Igbo later on. Like, I don't know. It's it's frustrating to me to see that that is still happening as of today, but it still is. 
Yes, it is. And that, um, to go to your point, what you said before, they say, they always say they don't want to confuse the kids. But it's actually opposite of that. When kids know more than one language, it helps them also with their brain, you know, with learning how to adapt, learn things quickly. Because I have no classmate of mine, he spoke English, he spoke French and Spanish. That boy was so smart. I'm telling yeah. you, like, I envy him. I was like, I wish I could speak that many. And he also speak his own. He's from Togo. Because Togo speak French as some other language. So he speak like more, probably four languages. So he have Hispanic friends. He have French speaking friends. He have English. He have every kind of, that's a benefit. I'm telling you. It's not going to confuse a child. It's a huge benefit for them. Yeah. And I mean, yes, sometimes, because I've, I've heard people my age, they said this like when they were growing up, when their parents spoke Igbo to them and they went to school and they probably spoke the Igbo language by accident, not knowing that. You know, not everyone can says that verbiage, but at the end of the day that, I mean, it's, it's going to happen. I mean, I know people that spoke only Spanish, but because they got into the American system and we only spoke English, yeah. they learned English by force. And then their Spanish parents couldn't speak English, you know, yeah. so things they're going to, my thing is they're going to learn English regardless. Regardless. They are, yeah. So they're going to know English. My, it's our job as you know the up-and-coming parent generation i should say is to speak this Igbo language to them teach it to them at least let them know the basics yes you are absolutely right well okay going back to still 2018 it seems like you have a lot going on in 2018 because you also got married to your gorgeous wife on 2018 so how (laughs) how is the married wife married life going for you it's pretty good it's pretty good um I met her in Nigeria, actually, so oh, wow. um, it was one of those things where, and that's another thing, I was one of those people like, oh, these people that have this quote-unquote arranged marriage, mine wasn't arranged, but it's one of those things like, why would you go overseas, is there not somebody around here, but you just can't help who you fall in love with, so um, everything's been going good, she's been adjusting, she's just getting everything she needs to do to become a full-blown pharmacist. Um, oh, okay. as she did when she was in Nigeria. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I'm glad she's adjusting. You know, we evil people, we adjust to everything you put us in. So I trust she will fully <laughs> adjust in, in no time. So, Amen. <laughs> Amen. well, going to the topic of today. So topic of today is must a woman know how to cook? So this topic was inspired by this Twitter, um, this popular quote in Twitter. That was actually posted by Pastor Adeboye. For my listeners, Pastor Adeboye, he's from Nigeria, and he's the general overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. He's 77 years old, and he'll be starting 78 this month in March. So he decided in February to put out this 78 quote of inspiration and advice on Twitter. And the one that actually bring a lot of buzz was quote number 19. This is what he said. My sons, don't marry a lady who cannot cook. She needs to know how to cook, to do chores, and cook because you cannot cannot afford to be eating out all the time. Basically saying the guys, you have to make sure you marry a woman that know how to cook so you won't be spending money eating outside, basically. So what do you think about, what is your, um, when you heard, of, I don't know if you have heard about this quote before, but not reading it to you. What was your first impression about this? I've heard, I've heard, I've heard of the pastor. It's a very uh, popular church. I have nothing wrong with what he said. Um, 
he I mean, if you look deeper, he also said um, men or women don't get married to men that can't provide for their homes and don't have jobs, you know. So it's not like it was one sided. But in terms of like, I think people get offended when um, we try to put women in a box, which I don't feel like that's what he was trying to do. I I personally don't like eating out all the time, not because I don't like food, because I love food and I love eating out. But I mean, look at the quote, what he said, you know, I think it's better for you to have that that person or persons that can cook. He didn't say, men, you don't need to know how to cook. He said, don't marry somebody that does not a cook. And I mean, I'm I'm a little traditional in that sense. Not that I don't cook in my own household. I do. But in terms of Nigerian food, my wife is way better than me. So yeah. um, <laughs> I feel like everyone should enjoy that. And everyone should experience just having that loving home that, you know, you get excited that when your wife or your mom is cooking. So I have zero, absolute zero um, problem with what he said. Okay, so do you think, do you believe that, okay, let's say a woman that happens to be, she don't know how to cook, and um, the guy decided not to marry her, you think that's a, a good, you think a woman should know how to cook before she even get into marriage? Or is this something like a requirement you have to have before someone, a man even consider you for marriage? That's a good question. So, for example, my, my sister is a good example of someone who um, didn't really know how to cook. When a guy came into her life, she decided that she should start, you know, taking this cooking thing seriously. Honestly, I didn't even, so a little bit about myself. When my wife, like I told you, my wife um, came here, right? She had to go back to Nigeria for a little bit to complete one of her requirements for pharmacy. I had to learn how to cook, you know? Um, But like my wife showed me, she gave me some recipes. I learned how to cook igusi, okra soup. Um, I didn't know how to cook stew and all that stuff. Like she taught me all that stuff. So I don't think it's something that they can't learn, you know, and same thing happened with my sister. Once a guy came in her life and she realized, okay, I'm going to be the wife and mother of this household. I need to learn how to cook. And now she's really good at it and she knows how to do a lot of recipes. So uh, I'm not saying that should be the determining factor, but I think the woman should pull their own weight just like the guy is. And let me say this, though. Um, people get annoyed when we say we put people, we try to put roles on people. Yes. But it's never the reverse. If the guy was, didn't, somebody that didn't want to um, provide for his household and the woman was carrying the, the load in terms of financial responsibilities and things like that, you don't see a lot of people ever talk about that. You know, oh, if, if he said, for example, he said, oh, women don't get married to someone who can't provide and doesn't have a job. I don't see anyone having a problem with that statement. Am I correct? Yeah, you are right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's it, to me. I just I just feel like it's it's not a, it was not a bad statement. I think it was a it was a a statement that in our society now people want to people are scared to say what it re- what what it really is. You know, and that's that's life. That's what it really is. So if you really need to. If you want to get married, there's certain things you need to do. There's certain even even men, for the example, I know some guys that, you know, were just living out of their parents house. There's one particular one I'm thinking of, and I don't want to say his name, but he he did not have a job. He had like a side gig that he does on the weekends. But once he found a girl that he really, really liked, he's like, OK, I got to get serious. 
you know, yes. and he went out and he got a, a job, which he was not even really looking beforehand. So same goes to reverse. The woman, if she feels like she's about to get married, she better conform and learn how to learn how to do things. She's got to learn how to cook and clean or whatever it is. The guy, same thing. You can't be leaving your dirty socks and things when you know you're about to be living with a woman. So um, it's one of the roles that people are scared and to, to talk about. But I think it it's the truth. And it's it's something that. Yeah. I don't know. I probably sound archaic, but no, don't you don't. You, the, <laughs> I totally understand where you're coming from. And I know in today's society, women, we have become so sensitive. And this has to do because back in the days, how women were treated, you know. So these days, when you talk about gender roles, it seems like a very something negative, you know. Oh, no. Why you have to put me in a box? But sometimes it's not bad. You know, when you say when you are coming, you and your husband is coming in to be one. Someone, you, there's things to give, you know, you have to help out on this case. This person has to help out on this. And every marriage is different. I don't think we, the, the, the gender role, the gender role is necessarily bad because we all have it, whether we like it or not. A woman is the only one that will carry the pregnancy and birth the child. And the men, will, you know, they have so many gender roles. It's not all of them that is necessarily bad, you know. And I don't think we should be so... I don't think we should be too sensitive in that area. And what the pastor said for me, I guess you just saying that there's some other things he said, like he basically gave me a different perspective, you know, how he mentioned the man should also provide. Like I, I'm a huge um, advocate. If a guy wants to get married, he needs to make sure he got his stuff right, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to just get in and then t have all this, turn the girl, I don't know how we're going to survive. You need to have some, at least right. have some potential. You don't have to have the whole money in this world. Have something you are doing. Don't just right. expect the girl, she's working, and you marry her with no job, and then expect her to carry everything. No, that's laziness. Nobody should, even a woman, you shouldn't come in expecting the guy to be your everything, to provide everything. I think you should also fight for yourself, too, you know, both financial and everything. It's uh, it's funny, like, the, the girls nowadays, like, I'm on a lot of these chats, and when I, w when I was single and I was hearing all these these, like, talks and I would listen to them, about girls will say, oh, you know, I don't need, I want to need, the man needs to cook, the man needs to clean for me. When I come home and all this kind of stuff, he needs to come and massage my feet and things like that, which is cool. But in reality, I mean, relationships are give and take, right? Yeah. You can't just expect one person to do everything and the other person to do the other thing. It's, it's, a, it's a cohesive relationship. For example, I was watching the Hulu special on Hillary Clinton. And she made a comment about because she was she's a very she was a very prominent lawyer that was making a lot of she was making way more money than her husband at the time. Um, and she made a comment about, oh, do you guys just want me to be at home um, baking cookies and serving tea? And a lot, I mean, it, it became an outstorm of people with rage. Of, oh, how can she say something, something like that? I didn't even take it like that when she said it. You know, um, she was just pretty much saying, like, yeah, she can do other things other than just sitting at home and cooking and cleaning, which is, is not bad. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with stay-at-home moms. They're stay-at-home dads now. You know, yes. it just depends on what exactly your dynamic in the household is. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if, you, if you're saying you can't do cook anything, I mean, that's it's, – it's embarrassing and shameful, to be honest with you. <laughs> that's just my true. opinion. That's yeah. true. Well, let me read some of the reaction on people's Twitter. In, on, people, on Twitter, what people reacted to this quote, 
there's this one that I really found really funny. And this guy is actually from IO FBI. This is what he said. He said, Pastor, I did speak his truth according to the Bible. If you are pressed about those things, then you should channel your grievance towards the Bible. Simple. Uh, I don't know if they necessarily say that. I don't. I don't recall anywhere in the Bible that specify that specifically say it's only a woman should know how to cook. He talks about how the woman is the one that uh, nurture all those things, right? But I don't think. I think sometimes we Africans sometimes mix tradition or culture with religion. You know, we do that a lot. And everybody have their own different cultures. And I don't think he, I don't know, I don't really agree that he's just saying what is in the Bible. Do you yeah. agree? Uh, yeah, he's um, he's off with that statement. Yeah. Uh, there's, to me, okay, for example, right, I'm, I grew up majority time in the U.S. And um, people have a negative um, connotation towards hearing the word submissive. Yes. And when I went to Nigeria... I had to meet my wife's pastor and he was trying to tell me I'm the head of the household and my woman's supposed to be submissive, which kind of like it rubbed me the wrong way at first. And then he went on to explain how God is the head of the household. Mm -hmm. The man is the head and the woman is supposed to be um, is supposed to follow the man's lead, which, again, didn't understand. He brought out Bible verses that kind of supported that. Um, there is Bible verses, but there's nothing specifically about cooking. Okay. And yeah. it doesn't mean submissive doesn't mean that I say jump. She says how high, yes. you know, it okay. just pretty much means that we're working in the same accord, following what the Lord is saying. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, things go through the things do go through the man, but it doesn't mean everything, every decision has gone through the man. I, my wife, luckily, I mean, I've I've ha- I've had a good relationship and we're we're not having like any cultural clashes when it comes to that type of thing. But it's one of the things where cooking cooking was never never an issue. Cooking is should never be an issue. Like yes, there's so many other issues. <laughs> Sorry, say that again. I didn't hear you. No, actually, there's so many other serious issues that we should be focusing in marriage. Cooking is the least of the problem. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and especially and it, even if you don't like cooking and the good thing about being in the U.S. is we have a thing called a refrigerator. So yes. you can cook a big portion. You can even freeze some of it and then put some of it in the refrigerator and then serve it throughout the week. So you don't have to cook all the time, you know, um, and that's how we survive, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do in my household, too. And uh, you have to do that. There's something called a microwave, too. The, the guy can warm it up and eat, and the girl can come in. Because when you're working, sometimes you guys will have a different schedule, you know? Whoever comes in, you grab food, warm it up, eat, you know? You just yeah. have to survive, basically. Let me, and I don't want to embarrass my wife, but her mom is someone who um, cooks every, like, her, the, her dad doesn't like anything that's not fresh. So they live in Nigeria. So they have, wow. she cooks all the time or her sisters or something will cook for the dad. But I'm like, it baffles me. Like, how do they even have the energy for that? That's you know, because to me, being in the kitchen, like I'm, I, I'm tired. Like, and to think of going in there two, three times a day, like there's, it, it's baffling. Like she's a strong woman and kudos to her, but I couldn't do it. 
<laughs> I couldn't do it either. I don't know how they survived, but I guess that's why I wasn't born in that generation. Because <laughs> I would not survive. But um, yeah, thank you so much. This it was really an um, I learned a lot. But uh, to sum to summarize this whole this whole um topic, I would say, for my own opinion, I would say that um, cooking skills or uh, knowing how to cook should be everybody's um business in a way should a girl should a woman should know how to cook a man should know how to cook for survivor purposes you know because sometimes your wife if she's the only one cooking your wife can be sick or let's say if she ha- she gave birth or something when people are pregnant some people have so many issues you don't know what is going to be on your case but so that when she's sick or when she travel you can also know how to put something together you don't have to be the best cook in this world put something together so you can survive you know I don't know. I don't think you should put it up on one person. A woman, you shouldn't think, oh, because I'm a woman now, these days, this new generation, it's not necessary for me to know how to cook. I think it's necessary for you to know how to cook. For a guy too, I think it's necessary for you to know how to cook because things are changing. We don't always have to depend on one person to survive in this world. But that's yeah. just my own opinion on it. And just like you said, if the person's sick, you're, you're Igbo, so you know we, we take pepper soup during that situation. And yes. my wife taught me how to make pepper soup. So it's like one of those things where I'm ready if she's sick, pregnant, whatever it is, you know, I'm 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 ready to to take on that, put on my apron and get in there. That's so true. <laughs> That's good to know. We have come to the end of this discussion. So now let's breathe and relax and play a game. So today's game of the day would be um song association. So this is how this game goes. I will pick I will give you random words. And then you have to sing a song that has that word in it. And you have to do that in t- 10 seconds. And then you do the same to me, too. So we'll see who has the highest point. Okay. How does that sound? Uh, good. <laughs> I'm just nervous. <laughs> I know, me too. Because I don't know what words you're going to say. But uh, <laughs> let me go first. Uh, all right. The word that I will give you is this one easy one. It's called darling. Like D-A-R-L-I-N-G. Darling? Yes. So I got to sing something that has darling in it? Yes. And it has oh, to be a real song. Oh, my darling. I'm sorry, what does <laughs> he sing that again? Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. So who sing that song? Ah, uh, what is his <laughs> it name? It sounds like a real song, too. It's a, it's, no, it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a Niger jam. I'm trying to think of. Ah. Well, it's a real song, so we count that one point for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me your own word. Um left oh to the left to the left yeah is that how to say yeah beyonce song yeah that was mm. easy <laughs> okay <laughs> the next one i would say would be um million million yes uh a milli a milli a... <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not the full word is that what a milli means is that a million well he, he was trying to say a milli yeah right so sing that song that's Lil wayne Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. So you get two point, I get one point. So give me an give me another word. Um Chineke. Oh, okay. Um Chineke, like Chineke means God in Nibo. Okay, Chineke. There's so many songs. <sighs> God. Do a pop culture one though. Okay. Uh No High Life. <laughs> no High Life. Oh pop okay, hold on. <sighs> Why can't nothing come to my head? 
All I can think of is like a, 10 seconds. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so I, I was thinking you're saying like the fada fada one, chineke and omega. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I would think of fada whistle because chineke, he said a lot of fada fada in that song. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so I got one, you got two. Let me give you another one. Let me give you something hard. I would say the word dream. Dream, yes, ah, uh, dream, one, dream, three, five. Thanks. Which now my Google is not working. <laughs> that, that <fast. laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to use Google. That's cheating. I'm joking. Eight, nine, ten, and you lost on that one. Yeah, what's a What's the song with Dream? Um, I don't even know. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I don't even know. You don't even know. That's for you to figure out, not me. <laughs> okay. Give me another word. Bed. Like bed that you. Sleeping? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Bed. Uh, lay your head in bed. I don't even know. That's not even a song. You just made that up. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's to be a song like that. Lay, lay your head. Uh, I guess. How many seconds do I still have? Okay. Lay, Four. Okay. Lay down. Um. Okay. I want your body sleeping in my bed. Oh, oh. <laughs> that, who sang that song? It was a Nigerian song, right? Yeah, Wizkid. Yeah, I didn't like that song. That's one of his <laughs> songs I didn't like. Yeah. I think he was just, I don't know, he didn't know what else to sing about. Okay, the word I will give you is going to be an Igbo word. So it will be Golibe. It should be easy. Ah, Golibe. Yes. Ah, that one I don't know. Uh, it's a famous. Even the title of the song that I can think of right now is actually named Golibe by a famous person. Hmm. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eh, that's the zero. I don't it's think by, I that song. No, it's by Flavor Golibe. Um, your mama born you well. Remember that song? Goody boy, yo, yo. Yeah, it's by Flavor. Uh, yes. Yes. I do know the song. Yes, that's the song. I search it. <laughs> Damn. Okay, give me another one. Okay. Um, fast. Um, um, fast. What word? That song that has fast in there. Oh lord, fast. Four seconds. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh god. Okay, what song is that? What song would have fast in it? You know what's funny? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you just basically just. I just thought of the first word that came into my head. <laughs> <laughs> so how many words have you given me so far? Did you even count it? I think it's uh, one to five already. Four. Oh, okay. Okay, let me give you a, a last one. I would say it's going to be an easy one. Woman. Woman. Yes. Okay. Wow. One, that's, that's two, count. three, four. I know one last word, but I don't know the name of the song. Woman, you sound foolish. Uh, but okay. Nine, ten. I like women. Yes, I do. Who sang that song? You just make that up. Chukuma. Chukuma. <laughs> no, that's not a song. Well, actually, you won because you have two points and I have only one. So, 
wow, we're really bad at this. Yes, we're terrible yeah. at it. Like, I don't know. Because you have to think of a, a word that has the song in it. The, a song that has that word in it. In t- that's hard. What, that's woman? Hard. Yeah, for me, the one I thought about for woman is my woman, my everything. Oh, I yeah, understand. I think it's so you know funny. I would say majority of these Nigel songs have women in it, but I just couldn't think of the line. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of them that have women in it, but... or some form of woman. That's why I was like, yeah, I just couldn't think of anything. Yeah, well, that was fun. So thank you so much. But before I let you go, do you have anything coming up? Any events that you, or business that you want to promote? Um, I. We do have things coming up, but I don't want to promote it yet because it's still in the works. So, yeah, but it will be coming out. You can follow us on express.ebo on Instagram, or you can go on Facebook and then search Express Ebo. We have a page and a group, or go on our website, expressebo.com. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that group is always popping, actually. (laughs) I like going to that group. I like going there. And it has over 1,000 members. So you guys should definitely go check it out, especially if if you are interested in learning how to speak Igbo language. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Dr. Chukuma, for being here, for joining me on this episode. I totally had fun, and um, I'm so honored and so grateful that you were able to make it. Thank you. You too. It was fun talking to you. All right. You too. Okay, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, all right, make sure you stick around for more episodes coming up every Tuesdays and Friday at 5 p.m. Central Time. Thank you, and I'll see you on Friday. Bye-bye.